Before we start the show, I want to make a quick clarification on the last show about U.S. Law Shield. I got an email from Jim, and uh, it reads like this. When you call the 800 number, the call is directed directly to a U.S. Law Shield program attorney for that state or a designated attorney if not available. And he gives us an example. Our program attorney in Georgia was on vacation in the Virgin Island and um, got a call at 4 a.m. He was then uh, referred the caller to an on-call attorney after initial conversation. And so the point here is this, and uh, Jim says he knows the guy, the attorney personally, is you're going to be talking to an attorney right there on the scene, one way, shape, or other. doesn't matter what time of the day it is. It doesn't matter if they're on vacation. You're going to be talking to somebody. So thank you, and on with the show. In this episode of the Church Security Roll Call, we're going to be discussing Drew Shadeen, National Sex Offenders Public Website. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Chris with Sheepdog Church Security, and this is your Church Security Roll Call. Today we're going to be discussing the article, Marked Abusers. If you'd like to read that article, go to our website, sheepdogchurchsecurity.net, and look under the News tab. So let's begin in the Bible. I have a short one for you today. This is Matthew 7, verse 16a, and it reads like this, Ye shall know them by their fruits. I love this verse because it really brings attention to the importance of paying attention to people's background, okay? That was kind of repetitive, but you, you hear what I'm saying here, is past behavior is a good indicator for future behavior. So that applies not only for the, the criminal elements that we're typically looking for, but it especially applies to people with Um, sexual crimes in their past. They're predators. They're pedophiles. And so it's so important that we're monitoring um, the people that are coming through our doors at our church. This is everyone from the pastor to new time visitors. Before I continue, I do want to remind you to share this video with your team. At least share it with your team and even share it with other staff and volunteers at your church. And that way, this information gets out to them, very important. But the next thing that you can do is this, is you can get a copy of the show notes for this program. And what you can do with those show notes then, which is just a summary of what we're talking about here today in this video, is you can engage those volunteers, those other people at church, and get this conversation going and keeping it going. Every week we have a new topic. We discuss new things for you to think about. So please... By all means, share this video, get a copy, have those conversations. So I have some news stories for you today. We have about seven of them. And in about five of them, the the church failed to act properly and caused some problems. And so we're going to go through, and I kind of want you to pay attention to what was done right and what was done wrong. This is not to embarrass those churches. In fact, we're not even going to mention the names of those churches Um, But the idea is to learn from them. So let's start with Chicago, Illinois. This is sometime after the pandemic. This is a good example. Um, During a pre-service gathering time, the pastors and the staff of the church were watching for new faces. They noticed a man who was continually watching children. Because they had been trained in how to observe people, 
They understood this was suspicious behavior. They greeted him, got his name, and started a conversation. Afterwards, they checked him out and discovered that he was a registered sex offender and his Facebook page had compromising posts about kids. Concerned for their children, they did not want the visitor in their church, but they wanted him to have the spiritual help and guidance that he needed. Thanks to a program that in the city, they were able to transfer him, basically push him over towards another church, another ministry that was set up for this kind of thing. So that's that's good behavior. That's, that was a very good of that team. Memphis, Tennessee, July 2020. The family of a teenage volunteer sued a large nationally known church. The teen had been sexually abused by a former staff member. The suit alleged that the church had ignored a number of red flags. By the time the suit was filed, the offender was in prison. Okay, so red flags that are being ignored because we don't want to see it. I told you the story about the guy who thought he hit a deer, but it was wearing pants, right? His brain was trying to explain away that he just hit somebody on the road. Anyway, Clawson, Minnesota, February 17, 2019. A teaching elder at a Clawson church was arrested for child molestation in a motor vehicle. In March, he was also charged with sexual abuse of a teen girl from the church. This, is, this was the time that the church found out that he was a registered sex offender in another state in another church of that same denomination. Church leaders were downplaying the charges and not informing other congregations of what happened and what was going on. Madison, Wisconsin, 2019-2021-2019-22. So this is a whole year time. More than 200 instances of abuse by clergy have been reported in Wisconsin's Department of Justice in the first year of investigation um, by the Attorney General. This included 51 survivors reporting abuse to law enforcement for the first time. So how long was this going on and nothing was happening? Uh, it, was, it took the government to tell the church to fix itself. Englewood, Florida, July 23, 2019. A minister of the church was arrested for child pornography um, a lead revealed 70 images were downloaded to his IP address. Following his arrest, authorities found over 500 images on his computer. He had been convicted of sexual abuse in Alabama 13 years earlier and was a registered sex offender. However, he did not um, register in Inglewood when he moved there. Still, he was in the registry. Uh, Lehigh Acres, Florida, October 4th, 2018. A volunteer at Lehigh Acres Church was arrested for a pair of sexual assaults. The now former volunteer, who was a registered sex offender, was charged with touching a child inappropriately and attempting to rape an elderly woman. Last one, Albuquerque, New Mexico, December 2nd, 2016. A registered sex offender who was working in a church office and living on the property was arrested for distributing child pornography. Okay, so the, what this program is all about is just slipping these, these predators slipping through the cracks. Five of these were registered sex offenders, and they're working for the church or in the church as a volunteer or staff or even as clergy. And 
And they know, I mean, what it really comes down to is this. Predators know that the church is a soft target because one of two things can happen in their favor. Number one thing is nobody even knows, right? They come in, they put on their best act, they convince everybody that they're a warm, welcoming, great person, and everyone just loves them. They know what to say. They know how to act. Anyone, once you learn the language of Christians, anyone can come across as a born-again believer. And if and these are wolves. They will pretend to be sheep in order to get to the lambs. So that's one thing. The other thing is, is if they are discovered as having a past in that, we're all about forgiveness. You know, we want people to come to Christ, turn their lives around and have that great testimony that many people in the church do. But the problem is, is this, is because we're so welcoming, we still don't, you know, I think about, wasn't it President Reagan that said trust but verify when he was talking about the Soviet Union, the USSR? That's the same thing that we have to do. Yes, we can be forgiving. Yes, we can get them the proper treatment and, you know, ongoing, ongoing, you know, working with them for regeneration and, and all that good stuff. But we still have to have guards in place. We still need to be alert to that. And predators know that. If they go in there and they talk the talk, that we're just going to ignore any sort of check in their back. Or they know that if we do find out, we're going to be forgiving and loving. And it makes the church, and if you're a predator, you're a pedophile, the church is an easy target. Very, very easy to get in there and get close to kids. And so we need to be part of the third group, and that is checking having rules in place. There's a great verse in this article from that Wesley did, and I'm going to read it for you. It's 2 Samuel 12, 14. And it's, How be it, because by this deed thou hast given great occasion to the enemy of the Lord to blaspheme, the child also um, that is born unto ye shall surely die. Um, you know, so if you remember this story, this is Nathan calling King David out on the carpet, so to speak, for his sin. And, you know, have, uh, adultery with Bathsheba, having her husband killed, all that good stuff. But what I like about that is this. I'm going to restate this. To, because of, oh, I'm going to try this again. Because by this deed, thou hast given great occasion to the enemy of the Lord to blaspheme. This is exactly what we're seeing in America right now, right? If not all over the world. Is when these youth ministers, when these pastors and these priests or these volunteers are caught having, you know, you know, taking advantage of children, abusing children, what happens? It's all over the media. It's everywhere. And it gives the enemies of the church a, a, a way to point at the church and say, see, they're nothing but a bunch of pedophiles. Oh, they, they talk a good game, but they don't do what they say or they don't follow the teachings of their Lord. And so we have to, as the church, start closing these cracks. We need to be aggressive about this. Now, it's one thing to get that, that basic background check. That's a good start. Anyone who works for the church should have a background check. Anyone that um, volunteers, high-capacity volunteer, needs to be background checked. And we have to, it's everyone across the board. That includes the janitor. If you want to work at our church and be the janitor, you're also going to go through a background check. Why? 
because what we've talked about in the past, right? Hidden cameras or other ways they can access um, people in bathrooms and changing areas, all that kind of stuff. So everyone gets a background check. Another thing that you should be looking is this Drew Shadeen National Sex Offenders Public Website. So let's talk about this website a little bit, a little history and what happened to Drew. So in 2006, President Bush signed the Adam Walsh Child Protection Safety Act, uh, later be, to be known as Drew's Law, which expanded the National Sex Offender Public Registry and renamed it um, after Drew Shadeen. Um, Drew Shadeen, and it's, I, I'm sorry, I think I'm saying her name wrong just a little bit. It's Shodeen, so Shadeen. Um, was raised in Peacock Lake, Peak Lakes, uh, Minnesota, and was a student at the University of North Dakota in Grand Forks across the state line, where she worked two jobs while she was in school. On November 22, 2003, Drew left her job at the Columbia Center Mall. According to surveillance camera footage, a man who had been sitting on a bench watching people followed her out to her car. He kidnapped her at knife point and forced her into his car. He, uh, then he took her to a rural area in Minnesota, far from, not far from where he lived. He raped and killed her, stabbing her several times. Her body was not found until the snow melted in April. So that was four or five months of not knowing where she was. The suspect was arrested December 1st. Detectives reviewing the surveillance footage identified the man um, following Drew, and he was a registered sex offender in Minnesota. A knife in his car belonged to a sheath that was left by her car when he abducted her. Uh, blood in his car had uh, DNA matching um, that of hers. According to ABC News, now this is back then, because there was no National Sex Offender Registry, the state of North Dakota and its citizens had no way of knowing that there was a level three offender, which is a high risk offender in their midst. So when you go on that site, just a quick note here, when you go on that site, they're gonna be level one, two, and three. The higher the number is the likelihood of them committing the crime again. Now this is not 100%, so a level two could of course, commit a crime again. Level one certainly could commit the crime again. This is just based on their history and evaluation. And so he was, he was rated as level three, very likely to commit the crime again. Um, he was originally charged with assault and kidnapping, but once they found her body, um, they were able to charge him also with rape and murder. Um, and because it was across state lines, it was, the court was held in federal court. Okay, so let's learn a little bit about this guy here. He is basically a human time bomb. Earlier that year, the rapist and murderer had been released from prison in Minnesota after serving 23-year sentence for rape and assault. Before that offense, he had already been charged with other sexual assaults. When released from prison, he was registered as a Class 3 sex offender, meaning that he was likely a repeater, and moved in with a relative that lived about 25 miles from Grand Forks. The trial and conviction of the suspect and the circumstances leading to the crime prompted the Minnesota Department of Justice to change its management of Class 3 sex offenders. 
Um, they began notifying county prosecutors about prison releases of class three sex offenders, beginning a process um, having, um, and then they also began a process of having them committed to a treatment facility, basically in-house treatment for the rest of their life. Um, I don't know if that ever made it through. I don't think it did. I remember when it was going on and there was a lot of pushback because people had the same idea. He served his time, therefore he should be released and left alone. You know, the, everything's okay now that they went through prison, I guess is the, the concept. And so we want to forgive, right? We, we want him to move on with his life. But there are certain things that you just cannot ignore. And in this case, it was, in a sense, kind of ignored. There wasn't enough weight put on him, um, uh, enough controls put on him to prevent this horrible thing from occurring. So I want to give you some practical application. That's always my focus on any of these programs. We need to check people. I would, if I were you, get online, find the Drew Shadeen National Sex Offenders public website. I think if you just put National Sex Offenders, you're going to find it. And if you see Drew's name there, you know you're at the right place. And save that to your computer. Save that to your search bar. And use it, and use it often. You know, run your staff, run the pastor, run your team members, run your neighbors, run the mailman, run anyone and everyone you can. It's a public website. You're not violating anyone's rights or any of that. You're allowed to go on there and use it. Now, I would still check with local laws for the most part, but it's a public website and that's what it was created for. So I would not be afraid that you're going to violate somebody's rights or somebody's privacy. No, we need to know this. We need to be checking these people out. Think of that first story. <clears throat> they see a guy, he's watching kids, he's suspicious because of that behavior. They go up, they shake his hand, they meet him, they greet him, they get his name, and then they go check him out, and he's a sex offender. And so let's get him the direction we still want to be helpful, but let's put him in a place that he can be helped properly. If your church is not set up for reforming level three, level two, or any sort of sex offender, then don't try, <laughs> you know? Get a professional in there. Let's let's take care of this in a proper way. There's there's somewhere out there. You can get on the phone, call around to other churches. I don't know. Just if you're not trained to do something, don't do it. And if you're not trained to help these kind of people, I'm not sure that you can. Unless I don't know. I don't know. So let's let's get this saved to our computers. Let's use it often. Let's make sure we're checking it on a regular basis. In some jurisdictions. You can drop in like your zip code to your church and it'll tell you all the sex offenders that are registered in that zip code. Now remember, and so that's a good way of kind of knowing who's in the area, so that's good. But also remember, this is a government site that depends on government employees to put in the information. So even though you run that zip code and they don't, and nothing comes up or, or whatever, People slip, still slip through the cracks. So we can't stop being vigilant, paying attention to what's going on, looking for that suspicious behavior, looking for someone that's trying just a little too hard to get into the children's section. And I don't mean violating um, and trespassing into that area. I'm talking about people that I just love kids and I want to work with kids. Now that could be absolutely true. I don't want 
I don't want to make you too cynical or too suspicious, but we, I mean, we're sheepdogs. We have to be to some extent. And we have to be looking after these people and making sure we're checking them. And then we have the controls in place to prevent people from getting predators, from getting access to our kids. But other than that, thank you so much for being here. Please, if you like this video, share it with your team, share it with your friends, share it with family, share it, share it, share it, share it, comment, like it, all that good stuff. You know, let's get that information out there. So other than that, thank you so much for joining us today. And hey, let's be careful out there. This program is made for informational purposes only and should not be taken as legal advice.